Well, it's just you and me today. You, the listener, and me, Jim Lanahan. No Scott, no Christine, no Dr. John, no Stephanie. It's just us. (sighs) What are we going to talk about? I thought we might enjoy this number from Celine Dion. It's just a little, little song that she sang for us. Sing it, girl. (laughs) Yeah, it's just you and me because I moved this weekend. I am coming to you from Palm Springs, California, my new home base. I moved on Friday and spent all day traveling and packing up apartments and then unloading apartments. And it was cray, cray, crazy. Friday started at about 5.30 in the morning. And when all was said and done, I laid down in my bed at about 11 o'clock that night in a hotel. It was crazy. But let me tell you, we did it. I packed up my mom, loaded her stuff on the truck, had myself packed, got it on the truck. Drove to Palm Springs, hit Friday afternoon traffic. It was horrible, but we got here. We unloaded her and then unloaded me. And I slept in a hotel Friday night. Saturday, I woke up, went over to my mom's place. It's COVID time, you guys. So, you know, the rules are that you are not allowed inside an assisted living facility because they don't want anybody to bring COVID-19 into those buildings, but they made an exception because how are these old people going to unpack themselves, right? So they let me in and I had one day to unpack my mom's entire apartment and get it decorated and get it set up for her needs, her uh, special stroke needs. And it was like a race. So after all day Friday, And being so tired on Saturday, I hit the ground running and uh, we did it. We got her room set up in about six and a half hours. The only thing that's not set up is her spectrum service. She's going to get TV and uh, phone set up on Tuesday. So I felt so accomplished. It was so great. And I woke up this morning in my own bed in my new apartment. And I spent today trying to get my own place set up. Because guess what? I got to work tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. And we're back at it. I took a few days off from work and uh, we're certainly busy at work and uh, I want to get back to work. So I want to tell you a few funny stories that happened though. And uh, I want to share some laughs with you. So let's have a proper podcast start and then I'll be right back and I'll tell you some stories. Here we go. Truth be told, I always wanted to host The View, but I don't exactly meet the lady requirement. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to start a podcast. Hello, I am Jim Lanahan and these are my friends. Ready? Let's go.
You know, since it's just us, I've thought about updating the theme song to the podcast. You'll have to send me messages and tell me if you think we need a new one or not. Um, But hey, thanks for listening to another episode of Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. If I haven't said it on Instagram enough and here, I just want to say it one more time. We feel so privileged and honored that you take time out of your schedule to listen to us every week. I know how busy you are. I know how busy my life is. But we put together the podcast because we know that we all need a moment to just breathe, right? Celebrate each other, have a giggle, and just have some mindless chit-chat with people we love and respect, people who hold us back up in return. And... um, I know you get it. And I know that's why you listen to this podcast. And so I just wanted to say once again, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Some of you reached out to us with your end of the year Spotify lists and showed us that we were in your top five. And considering that this show only started in July, I am um, just really humbled by, by that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so let me tell you about my weekend. Here's some funny stories that happened. I had a couple of movers. Their names were Dewan and Derry. They were brothers. Derry like Gary, but with a D. Not dairy like milk products, though. Not no I, just D-A-R-Y, dairy. So Dewan and Derry were black. They were gorgeous. They were so nice. And I overlooked things like the fact that Dewan and Derry showed up an hour late to my apartment. And I thought, oh God, here we go. We're going to be moving at 10 o'clock tonight. And unfortunately I was right. Um, I overlooked the fact that Dewan and Derry showed up without wardrobe boxes. I mean, I had six in the order And they showed up with zero. And they said, well, no one ever told us. And I said, it's right there on the order on your clipboard. He was like, oh, my God, they never told us. I was like, isn't that how it works? They give you the order and you print it out. You put it on your clipboard. Excuse me for one second. I'm grabbing a sip of iced coffee. You see, when it's just you and me, you're going to hear everything. You're going to hear me sip my iced coffee. You probably just heard a text message come in a moment ago. It was from Dr. John Paul. They are all wondering if I'm recording without them. They don't know that I already started. It's just us. Anyway, Dewan and Derry. So Dewan and Derry, um, (laughs) they were lovely, but they weren't entirely, shall we say, put together and ready for the move. But they hustled and... They loaded up my apartment in about two hours. And then we ran up to my mom's in Thousand Oaks. My mom lived at an assisted living in Thousand Oaks. By the way, I've never really said that out loud. I always protect my mom's privacy. So I never say her city or her state uh, or where she lives. But she lived at a facility in Thousand Oaks. And we got there and they knew we were coming. And I had been there, of course, the day before I packed up her room. It took me about five hours on Thursday. And they packed her stuff into that truck 
in 45 minutes. So we made up a little time, right? We weren't an hour late anymore. Got on the highway and we came to Palm Springs. It took almost four hours. It should have taken closer to like three hours, but an extra hour with that Friday afternoon traffic. And let me tell you, it was one of those situations where I kept saying to myself, Jim Lanahan, why aren't you more aggressive with your opinions? I was being very nice with the moving company when I set up this move. They kept saying, ah, we'll be fine on Friday. There's no traffic on Friday going out to the desert. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's when everybody goes to the desert. Everybody leaves Los Angeles and goes into the desert or Joshua Tree or Redlands or any of those fabulous weekend destinations. That's when it happens on Friday, the beginning of the weekend. Anyway, as I was sitting in traffic on the 10, the 10, by the way, Here in California, they call highways by the and the number. When I grew up, I lived in upstate New York. There's a highway in New York called the Northway or Interstate 87. If you're in New York City, you know um, the LIE. Uh, If you're in Florida, you know I-95. But here, they never say I. They always say the 10, the 405. It's kind of funny. It's a different way of talking about streets. Anyway, I was sitting on the 10 with my mom, my sweet mother, who at this point has not peed in three hours, right? Um, Like, mom, can you hold it? We're almost there. And I kept saying to her, like, we're about 20 minutes away, knowing damn well we were an hour away. But I kept trying to fudge it for her and make her feel better about it. Anyway, we finally get to her nursing home. I run in with her medications and the med tech starts checking them in. That's the most important thing when you move into an assisted living. Um, And then another half hour later, the movers finally showed up. They were in the same traffic and they were going slower because they were in a truck. Um, But they loaded everything into my mom's room. And while they were doing that, I set up her bed. I set up her bedside table, her lamp. I made sure her cell phone was charged because she doesn't have a landline yet. So her cell phone was charged in case she needed me. I set up her bathroom, her toiletries, her commode chair. And I said, look around. Do you need anything else in order to sleep or pee or put on your nightgown or wake up in the morning and get dressed? (laughs) And she said, no, I think I'm good. And I said, good. And I said, I will see you in a few hours. And then we drove to my apartment and the guys unloaded the rest of the truck into my apartment. It was a long, long day, but Dewan and Derry in the course of that day became kind of friends of mine. We were giggling and having a good time. At one point we were checking into the nursing home in Thousand Oaks and the receptionist there, she knows me well at this point. She wrote down all my information, uh, my temperature for the COVID check, She knew all the answers to my questions about if I had been in any high-risk areas. She wrote down my phone number. Then she got to Dewan and Derry and she said, hey, have you guys been in any high-risk areas? And they were like, no, 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 no. She was like, great. And she was like, and spell your last name. And he's like, Dewan Hutchinson. And he's like, Derry Hutchinson. He had to spell Derry like 28 times. And then she goes, okay. She was like, Dewan, what is your phone number in case we need to do any contact tracing? 
And I said, Dewan, a pretty girl just asked for your phone number. And Dewan blushed. <laughs> and Derry was like, What you trying to get into, little lady? <laughs> So, of course, you know, every time I saw the receptionist after that, she was like, oh, my God. She was like, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, I don't know. Dewan's kind of cute. And she was like, he is cute. He's so cute. So that was fun. Um, And another fun, fun thing that happened was my mom kept trying to talk to Dewan and Derry. And, you know, these guys are like 20-something, right? They're brothers. And they don't usually talk to ladies like my mom. (laughs) And Derry had his arms full of my mom's stuff. And she was just doing that thing that old ladies do where she was just talking at him and not letting him answer. And then he was kind of like, yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. And (laughs) he's so sweet. He's probably got 50 pounds of my mom's shit in his hands. And he just stood there and he yes, ma'am'd her. And at the end, I said, thank you for being so good to my mom today. That means the world. It's more important than this move, honestly. And he said, uh, your mom looked like a sweet lady with a light in her eyes. I thought that was really sweet. Then another fun story is Saturday, or maybe it was Friday. God, the the days blend together. You're lucky I know it's Sunday, to be honest. I'm recording this on Sunday night, the 6th of December. Um, But one of the last two days, a woman rolls out of the room across from my mom's. And she goes, hi. And I said, hi. And she said, you moving in? And I said, Oh, no, not yet. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not old enough. <laughs> and she goes, my name's Sandy. I said, hi, my name's Jim. And she said, hey, Jim, you got any beers? <laughs> Let me tell you more about Sandy. Hold on. I need another sip of my iced coffee. Hold on. I have a tickle in my throat. Sandy is in a wheelchair. She is 72 years old. She told me her name was Sandy. And she said, what's your name? Jim. And you're not moving in? No, my mom is. Her name's Mary Jo. Oh, wait a minute. Mary Jo? Yeah. I had a friend named Mary Jo back in Detroit. She and I were close. I said, oh, well, let me tell you, my mom had a friend named Sandy. They were very close. She goes, oh my gosh. She goes, that'd be nice to have a friend named Mary Jo again. I thought that was so sweet. So long story short, they were um, getting to know each other, my mom and Sandy. And turns out that Sandy was born the day after my mom was born, literally the day after, same year, the day after. And my mom said to me later, it's kind of like Sandy, her friend from my hometown, who passed away a few weeks ago unexpectedly, sent this Sandy to make my mom giggle and make my mom laugh. 
during this stressful time. And I think that's right. I think our Sandy from before is an angel. She was always an angel in real life. She really stood up uh, for my mom and, and stepped forward and helped take care of my mom after my mom's stroke. It meant the world to me because I was traveling so much for work and I lived 300 miles away from my mom when she had her stroke. It was almost like Sandy was still being my mom's guardian angel. And she sent this new friend named Sandy, who was the same exact age as my mom, to kind of be like, it's okay, you're going to like it here. It meant a lot. My mom also met a fabulous lady named Arlene. And Arlene's very California, you guys. She was walking around. She was wearing like flowy sweatpants and a sweatshirt that she had cut the neck out of and it was hanging off one shoulder. (laughs) She was like, hey, Mary Jo, I'm Arlene. My mom was like, what's going on, Arlene? Arlene's like, same old, same old Friday in the old folks home. (laughs) So Arlene's going to be wild and a good time. And Sandy, uh, I'm pretty sure is a recovered alcoholic, which trust me, I love. There's many of them in my life. Um, By the way, you should always say recovering because you're always in recovery when you're an alcoholic. Um, and, um, And there's a few other people there. My mom called me today and she said, Well, I had a good day. And I said, why? And she said, I went to exercise this morning. And in the class, I saw Arlene and Sandy. And I waved at them. And Sandy was like, hey, Mary Jo. (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot of good stories about Sandy. We heard through the grapevine um, that she... I don't know why they told us this, by the way, because it's a huge HIPAA violation. But she did have a drinking problem before she entered assisted living. And um, it's so funny, you know, if you know my family, the Lanahans, a lot of alcoholism in that family. And so I know that personality type really well. I have great affection for people that are dealing with an addiction or people that are working a recovery program. And um, I don't know, I just took a real liking to Sandy. She reminded me of some of my relatives. So that's my mom. She's settled and everything is good. She gets her cable and her phone line on Tuesday so she can start watching her game shows again. She can start watching marathons of law and order SVU. I mean, without SVU marathons, I don't know what my mom would do. she's also gotten very um addicted to ktla now if you're a longtime podcast listener you know we've had on lynette romero anchor at ktla and we've had on mark mester another anchor from ktla my mom is going to be devastated because they don't get ktla out here in the desert so we're going to have to work through some new news options. By the way, I'm devastated, but I'm streaming them on my laptop. Uh, What else can I tell you? My move. I mean, today was my day to unpack myself. And do you want to know the truth? I spent most of the day lounging. I'm so sore. My body is really beat up. I have been moving for three days. I packed my mom's entire apartment up on Thursday. 
and 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 let's be honest i've been packing myself up for two weeks i've been working full days and then every night spending three or four hours packing myself up and then all day thursday with my mom all day friday friday the longest day ever moving here all day yesterday unpacking my mom and then today was my day to really get myself settled and i did get my wi-fi up and running that's how i'm doing the podcast there's a story there i'll tell you that in a minute um, and I'm, my bed is covered in clothes right now. So I'm going to have to figure out what to do with those clothes. I have a huge walk-in closet. It's really not a problem to, um, <laughs> just throw those clothes up. But, uh, I, I'm wondering if I should put a dresser in my closet. You know, it's one of these walk-ins with a bar on each side of the closet and then above the bar is a shelf but when I'm, where am i going to put my unmentionables where am i going to put my briefs you know i love if you ever want to send jim lanahan a gift calvin klein hip briefs they're my favorite um where am i going to put my ck hip briefs where am i going to put my twenty-nine thousand pair of socks that i hardly ever wear now that i live in la um I have to figure that out tonight. Where am I going to put my clothes? Um, but uh, yeah, my bed is set up. And let me tell you, I can't wait to get in it. I'm tired. Tomorrow, back at it. Back at it at work tomorrow. Uh, opening a show next weekend. But we should be able to get you a fresh podcast next weekend. Me plus all of the hosts next weekend. Let me loop back to that Spectrum story. Have you ever tried to do a self-install with Spectrum? I move quite a bit. I move for work. Um, I've moved between Albany, New York, where I grew up and went to college, New York City, Washington, D.C., back to New York City. I mean, let me really walk you through it. Grew up in Albany, went to college in a different part of Albany, went to grad school on Long Island, moved into New York City. After 9-11, moved back up to Albany, then took a job in Washington, D.C., then moved back to New York City, then moved back to Washington, D.C., then moved to Los Angeles, and now I've moved to Palm Springs. That's a lot of moving. And even within my New York time, I lived in a couple different apartments. So I've, I've moved a lot. Every time you call Spectrum to do a hookup of services, whether it's cable or phone or Wi-Fi, they suggest something called the self-install. If you don't know the self-install, basically they have you pick up the equipment or they can FedEx you the equipment. And they say, all you have to do is just plug it right into the wall and then plug everything into a power source and you're good to go. I have tried the self-install five times and it has never worked once in five times. Let me take you through today's events. I went to the Spectrum store. I had a lot to accomplish. I had all of my equipment from LA and I had my mom's equipment from Thousand Oaks. So I go in there and I go, I have three transactions today. I said, I have to return this equipment from Thousand Oaks 
Fine. I have to return this equipment from Los Angeles. Fine. I have to pick up my new equipment for my new address here in Palm Springs. They hand me everything. And I said, by the way, I'm probably going to be back in a couple hours. They said, why? I said, self-installs never work. This is a fallacy. This is a fallacy constructed by Spectrum that these self-installs are even a good idea. They're not a good idea. I don't know why you keep insisting it. And let me tell you something. If you don't go in for the self-install, they charge you $50 to come out to your house and do an installation. It's a racket. It's a total racket. With as much as we pay for cable television and Wi-Fi and other services, Installation should be free. It's a racket. So anyway, long story short, I get the equipment. The guy promises me that today's the day the install will work. And I'm like, oh, sure, absolutely. And he goes, well, truth be told, someone before you had the same services as you. So you should be good there. I said, okay, as long as I get the same exact equipment they had, I should be good. I come home. Well, first I went shopping for food and some household stuff, but then I came home. Here's what happened. I plugged in all the equipment. Cable worked fine. My TV came on. I was suddenly watching this Spectrum news channel and I was like, holy crap, how is this working? I can't believe this is working. And then I hooked up the modem and the router And it's not my first time at the rodeo, so all the connections were correct. And it blinked and blinked and blinked. I thought, okay, well, that's weird. And I looked it up online and it said, if it's blinking at you, it means there might be a firmware update occurring in your older equipment. I'm like, I got this equipment today. Why does it need an update already, Spectrum? So I tried it in another location. I have three cable outlets in my apartment. I tried it in all three rooms. And guess what? It didn't work. I called them and I said, what's going on here? And they said, well, here's the situation. Your apartment is only Wi-Fi enabled in the same outlet where you have your TV set up. I said, okay. They said, so you have to use a splitter. I said, great. And I opened up the box that I got today from Spectrum and there was the splitter. And I said to the person on the phone, I said, there's one problem. There's not enough coax cable here. And they said, oh, they only gave you two? And I said, yeah, they gave me two. And she said, well, you need three because the splitter adds a new line. I said, I know, I know how a splitter works. I I get it, lady. Two plus one equals three. I get it. And she was like, but don't worry, you can go to the Spectrum store and they'll give you a free coax cable. And I said, the Spectrum store closed an hour ago. Additionally, I've already been to the Spectrum store today. Why would I need to go back to the Spectrum store? Oh, because you didn't give me what I need in order to complete the self-installation. So... Once again, Spectrum self-install never works. It never works. But this time, it really wasn't even my fault. It really wasn't even like, sometimes when you live in New York City, these old buildings are not set up 
for technology, to be honest. Pre-war buildings, they're not wired for cable and Wi-Fi. Like, those buildings have so many cables and wires and dishes attached to them, like just shoved on the outside because they weren't built for all of this technology. But I live in a new building in Palm Springs. This was their fault. They did not give me the equipment I needed to do the self-installation. Anyway, uh, listen, I want to tell you one more story, but you guess what? We have to do a commercial break because we actually get, I don't know, like we make like half of a half of a penny from our podcast platform every time you listen to <laughs> this podcast. So that's why I always have commercials. And the commercial you hear for Anchor FM, that's the one that makes us the money. It's not a lot of money. Like so far, it's like 50 bucks. It's not a lot of money. But you know what? It adds up over time. So here's a quick commercial. Uh, You're really seeing how the sausage is made with just you and me, huh? Telling you all the secrets. Here's a quick commercial. And uh, I'll be right back with another juicy story for you. Hold on. Hey everybody, it's Jim from the Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast. I hope you love the podcast as much as we love putting it together for you. But I have a favor to ask. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. And then, once you've subscribed, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a quick review. Here's why I'm asking. Subscribing, rating, and commenting helps us immensely. When you do that for us, it helps new listeners find us more easily when they're looking for podcasts on their devices. And that, in turn, helps us grow our happy tribe of Jim Lanahan and Friends podcast listeners. Thank you in advance for subscribing. Thank you for listening to us every week. And of course, thank you for being a friend. All right. Um, Palm Springs. So, you know, my mother yesterday morning, after she spent her first night in her new place, I walked in and literally the first thing she said was, I love it here. And I burst into tears because it's so important to me that my mom is happy. My mom has given me so much over the years. People always say to me that I'm, you know, you're a good son, Jim. You take care of your mom. I hope my boys take care of me the way you take care of your mom. You're so dedicated. You're so smart about it. You're kind. You're, and and here's the thing, you guys, I am a direct product of my mother. My mother has taken care of other people, me and a million other people. By the way, did you hear that text come in? That's Scott going, are we having a podcast? What happened? Scott, you are 45 minutes late. Scott, you're ruining. <gasps> Scott just sent me another text. It's a heart because he know. you know what? He knows he did wrong. He did me wrong. <laughs> we'll talk about them next. Um, we'll talk about the podcast hosts behind their backs. That'll be fun. Um, 
no uh you know i i learned how to be an adult a caring sensitive worldly minded person from my mother and long story short she is one of the greatest human beings that i think will ever roam the planet um she grew up dirt poor my mom was adopted when she was three when she was three years old she weighed under 50 pounds she was skinny 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 malnourished her teeth were falling out of her head that's how malnourished she was um my grandparents adopted her and basically brought her back from probably imminent death uh, before she was adopted, my mom was one of, I'm counting, one, two, six or seven kids. Um, she was the third youngest. <clears throat> they had started adopting the kids out of this family because my biological grandparents could not take care of them. And my gr biological grandmother was dying. She had cancer in two places. And social services knew that they had to do something for these kids. So long story short, they started adopting them out. And the twins, my mom has two siblings who are twins. They were adopted out last because nobody wanted to take two kids. Um, my mom was adopted rather quickly and then... Her bio parents changed their minds about my mom because they were going to try to force the twins on my grandparents. And my grandparents said, nope, we already decided we want Mary Jo. She's our daughter. And they were amazing people, my grandparents. And they got my mom. And so when you talk about people impacting and changing other people's lives, my mom learned that honestly by watching her parents they were salt of the earth bible thumping southern baptists but not like southern baptists are today they never would have gone for any of this tribalism bullshit people voting for donald trump they, they would have seen right through that but they were good people you know they believed in the bible they farmed their own land. They ate those vegetables. They ate their chickens and their cows. They were just the most, and I don't mean this in a judgmental way, they were simple and they were forthright and they took care of family. My grandmother, and it's Texas, so we call our grandparents Mama and Papa. My Mama is one of 12 kids and they started their own little farm and they took care of each other. My papa was one of seven kids and they did the same. And so um, my mom was brought up on a dirt road. It, they were so poor that they lived in a part of Texas. They lived in Joaquin, Texas. Joaquin, like the Hollywood actor, um, I'm blanking on his last name. Uh, but Joaquin, Texas, it is in East, East Texas, and it's Joaquin Phoenix, you guys, um, <clears throat> is the actor. But Joaquin, Texas is a mile from Louisiana uh, in the Sabine River, and um, that little town is still so poor 
that in 2020, the road my mom grew up on is still unpaved. But you know what? You're never poor if you have love. Um, My mother used to sing for me the Dolly Parton song, Code of Many Colors. And she would say, this is how mom Paul raised me. If you have love, you are never poor. And my grandfather made sure that my mom finished college. My mom almost left college at one point due to money. And she said, I can't afford to finish the RN program, the registered nurse program, a bachelor's in nursing. We don't have the money. I need to go work now and I can get a job as an LPN now. And my grandfather said, absolutely not. You will see this through. And one day you're going to be so thankful that you have your RN. And and he was right. You know, my mom retired making a fairly good living. When you think about the fact that my mom grew up on a dirt road and almost lost all the teeth in her head because she was starving and ended up, you know, making very good salary as a registered nurse for the county of Schenectady in New York state. Um, it's everything you need to know about the will and determination of my grandparents and uh, what they installed in my mom, instilled in my mom. So anyway, when people tell me I'm a good son, oh my God, are you kidding me? I'm just doing exactly what my family does. We take care of our own. And it's really ironic. Um, the Lanahan side of my family, they don't take care of their own. They're different. Um, a few of them are close. They take care of each other, but my father is one of six and I haven't heard from my dad in five or six years. And that tells you everything you need to know about how the Lanahans take care of family, but my mom's family, holy cannoli, they are, they are the best. Um, and, uh, and so my mom is the best and I would do anything for her. So Everybody keeps sending me messages about my mom and about me. And all I can do is say, thank you so much. I appreciate the support. Um, And when people say to me, I hope my boys take care of me the way you take care of your mom. I want to say, that's up to you. You got to teach those boys right now what to do. And you teach them by action, you know. Actions are louder than words. And that is the truth. What else did I want to tell you? I'm getting a sip of my iced coffee. <clears throat> Palm Springs. I'm getting a lot of questions about why I moved to Palm Springs. Palm Springs is my happy place, and everybody deserves to live in their happy place. I came to Palm Springs for the first time a few years ago, and it is mid-century modern. It is the desert, so it's warm and it's dry. It's easy on my asthma, easy on your joints. Um, It is a gay haven. It is progressive. The politics aren't here are very progressive, which is music to my ears, as you probably figured out. Um, There's a lovely arts scene here, live entertainment, yes, but also visual arts, but also uh, fine arts. Um, Coachella is right up the way. So if you're into like concerts, you know, we are in the Coachella Valley. Um, I just love Palm Springs. It's one of those places where I come and my shoulders drop. My shoulders drop 
as I'm driving from LA out to Palm Springs. That's when my shoulders start to drop. And with the pandemic impacting our industry so savagely, we had to give up our office. We've been working from home. And I've been working from home since March. And I love my bosses. Um, I work for two of the best people that I've ever worked for in my career. And I've worked for a lot of people in this career, let me tell you. But I work for two of the best right now. One of them I've known for 20 years. And the other one I didn't know until I took this job. But I met him and I thought, okay, he's my people. And I said to them both, are you sure we're not going to reopen an office in California? And they said, yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to right now. I said, okay. And I said, is it okay if I move to Palm Springs? And my first boss was like, oh, you're really going to do it. Because she knew how much I loved it here. And my second boss, who lives in Vancouver, he's Canadian, said, you're not going to get any hesitation from me. I would never argue that you shouldn't live wherever you want to live. Look where I live. So I took the leap. The truth is, I always thought I would retire in Palm Springs. But with the pandemic happening, why not come out here a little earlier? It's sort of like my timeline flip-flopped. I always thought that I would live in LA and I would travel like a crazy person putting up shows for a living. And then when I retired, I would get like a condo in, in Palm Springs or maybe one of those 55 plus communities. You know what I mean? And I would live there while I planned retirement. So probably like in my 50s, buy a place out here. And then retire when most people do, like mid-60s. But instead, I've moved out sooner. And if work comes back, I will happily get a second place. Maybe that's in Los Angeles. Maybe that's in New York. Who knows? Um, my team is geographically split up. Maybe we all remain work from home. And we all meet up in a different city every three months, right? Maybe they come to Palm Springs. It's gorgeous here. Um, so it flip-flopped my timeline. And in the meantime, I get to live in my favorite place. And I get to save a lot of money, which is important during the pandemic. And my mom gets to live five minutes down the road from me. And she's saving a ton of money by moving out here. And when I say a lot of money, I mean thousands of dollars every month. And that's why I moved to Palm Springs. When people ask me on Instagram, why did you move to Palm Springs? I'm actually going to tell them, go listen to the podcast because y'all just got the real, real reason. On Instagram, I don't often have time to answer questions as thoroughly as I would like to answer them. Being in Palm Springs though, as a 40-something is an interesting thing. A lot of the gays here are much older than me. They they followed the plan I thought I was going to follow. So they're in their 50s, right? They're in their 60s. I feel like a young spring chick. I was at the store today and, you know, you're you're aware when a man is looking at you, right? We've all been 
kind of looked over by a gentleman caller at the Target, right? So, and Target, by the way, is is really where I feel my most attractive. So it makes sense. Um, but um, <laughs> I'm so ridiculous. Uh, I I I saw a guy, and he kind of gave me the up and down as the gays do. And I just thought, oh, I forgot. Here, I am the young one. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'll find a partner. Maybe I'll finally find my sugar daddy. My mom told me um, after her stroke, we were chit-chatting about money. And she kept saying, do I have enough money? Do I have enough money? Because the medical bills were really expensive. And, and uh, skilled nursing was expensive during rehab. And I kept saying, well, mom, you're doing okay on money, but I'm not saying that you shouldn't be looking for a sugar daddy. And she said, we should both be looking for sugar daddies. And I think she's right. Maybe I'll find a sugar daddy out here in Los Angeles or out here in Palm Desert. I was looking in LA, but I didn't find many in LA. Everybody in LA lives in their cars. You see a ton of people in LA, but they're on the highway in their car. <laughs> Out here, I've, I've talked to more people in the last 48 hours than I have in three months in LA. So um, that's really the update on Palm Springs, you guys. And that's the update on what's going on with Jim Lanahan. Um, let me think about the next few days. So we normally have a podcast come out on Thursday. We'll put something out. Uh, I have to loop back to my hosts and see what they're up to this week. Maybe we'll do something fresh and new if I can gather the troops. Um, Or maybe it'll be a rerun. So stay tuned for more on that. Uh, Speaking of the hosts, the reason they're not here today is because I didn't think I would have Wi-Fi. I didn't think I'd be able to get online and produce the podcast this week. So I gave them all the week off. And then I went through the spectrum drama that I described to you earlier in this episode. And I realized, okay, I can have TV or Wi-Fi. And so I texted them and I said, yo, 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 what can we pull together in about half an hour? I'm sorry, this is short notice. And uh, John and Stephanie were out at other commitments. They had made plans already. And uh, Scott had fallen asleep. And um, so no big deal. But that's why they're not here. Uh, I did joke, by the way, that I was going to fire them all and replace them. (laughs) Maybe I'm kidding. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Watch your step, Scott Sheldon. Watch it. I'm just kidding, of course. Um, But next week, if you see that the podcast art uh, has been changed, if I've taken a Sharpie marker and crossed out their faces, you'll know what happened. (laughs) All right. So uh, Thursday, maybe a new one, maybe a rerun. We will let you know on the Instagram page. And then next week. We'll be back at it. Now, let me tell you, I'm opening a show in San Diego on Saturday. So Friday and Saturday, I'll be in San Diego. I will wake up Sunday morning and I will rush back to Palm Springs so we can record a show for you Sunday night. 
that is definitely going to happen. So we will have a new fresh episode next week on the Monday and the Thursday. Okay. I enjoyed our time together, just you and me. Uh, Maybe we'll do more of these in the future. And uh, thanks again for listening. I I cannot tell you how much it means to us. Um, We have put in a lot of time and effort to make these podcasts a special place, a fun place, a um, place of no judgment. And so when y'all tell us that you love it, it really does mean the world to us. So sending you much love. Be safe in this weird time of COVID. Take care of yourself so that you can in turn take care of others because you know that's our number one job in this world, taking care of each other. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.